everyone, this is Jane Getter, and you are listening to Sonic Perspectives. It's Scott Medina with Sonic Perspectives, and this is a great treat to talk with Jane today um, about the new album from Jane Getter Premonition. So we're going to get in and exploring it. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, well, you'll be hearing all about it right now, and we'll play a track at the end of the interview, too, to give people a sense. But, um, I mean, this is just a wonderful recording, just all over the map, you know, primarily rock with you know bits of jazz and metal and progressive and uh you know even folk i would say um it, it, it's a surprisingly unique uh, offering that you have out there that gives people a lot of different access points i'd say to it mm. yeah well i um my style is very eclectic and i um well i'm coming from a, a straight ahead jazz place before that, I was coming from a, a blues and folk place. <laughs> and um, and then I started getting more into rock. I mean, I had always listened to rock, but I was uh, serious, serious about uh, seriously having a, a, a jazz career for a while. And uh, then I kind of started morphing into more of a rock thing, jazz rock. And then from there, morphing into more of a progressive rock. But all those roots of mine, the jazz and the sort of folky singer-songwriter thing, that that blues never left me. So it's uh, it's still it's all there in my style somewhere. And also, I you know started getting more into sort of metal th- things about metal that I really liked, and so I started in- incorporating some of those um, elements into my writing. Well, well let's um, let's start by just looking at your decision to name this project, the Jane Getter Premonition, as opposed to just, you know, your own name or previously you were the Jane Getter Band. So what what's yeah. behind that? Well, when I recorded On, which was my previous studio album, I had a new concept for my band and for my, and my music was starting to really get more into, um, you know, the progressive rock, um, I would say style, even though um, three, which was the album before that, and even CJ and Ron had some, you know, rock and rock and songs on there, but it's still, you know, people were still identifying it more as a jazz rock fusion kind of thing. And um, I guess, you know, I just, I wanted a second guitar player in my new band and I hadn't never had that before. And it, uh, so I, I wanted to give it a new name to show that, okay, this is something new. I'm doing something new. And I just the, the Jane Getter band just sounded really boring to me. <laughs> just that name sounded really boring to me. So I wanted to give it a little a little spice or something, you know. And the premonition part, people ask me about that. I just, I guess I just identified with that as like, uh, it's. A, I have a premonition that this is, um, um, 
entering into a new a new phase in my writing and and in my career so yeah yeah and how about the uh title for the al- album itself where does that come from right well uh, anomalia is sort of the greek foundation or predecessor to the word anomaly and it's I feel it's a it's sort of an anomaly in that it's uh, musically it's it's a bit different from from you know other other styles other bands uh, because it's just it incorporates a lot of lot of elements a lot of because of the eclecticism is that a word eclecticism it is, is that now. a word it is now yeah <laughs> um, so I mean the other a lot of bands are are you know do do uh, include lots of different styles but. Uh, so anyway, that that's for that, and also, um, you know, I, I just I kind of feel like as a woman that I don't really know of uh, too many women that are doing what I do right now. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, it's also sort of, sort of an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed um, when we're talking about the other players, you know, you've got amazing uh, people playing on this album as 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 well as the previous one on. And um, I noticed you have what you call a West Coast rhythm section and East Coast rhythm section. So uh, maybe tell us a little about the recording sessions and how you came to place the different musicians on it. Yeah, sure. Well, the uh, I guess the concept of having two different rhythm sections comes from the, the touring thing and, and the uh, concert schedule. And sometimes we just do, you know, since I'm an East Coast and I live in New York, sometimes we do just one-offs or just small little runs on the East Coast. So, uh, you know, uh, Chad is on, on, right? So he is like, uh, I guess he's, he's sort of been in, in the mix for longer than Gene has been. But, you know, in these sort of one-offs and, and smaller East Coast tours, it doesn't really make uh, sense financially to fly in the West Coast guys, um, you know, to do that. And uh, so Chad, so, so in other words, Chad is, you know, he's on, 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 and we had played with him on the West Coast uh, right after three was released, and Stu did a couple tours with us when when On came out. So that was those guys there, mm-hmm. and then for the East Coast guys, uh, Mark Egan I know from a uh, a summer workshop festival that I do every year in Austria mm-hmm. that he also does. And so I've played with him a bunch, you know, there. And, um, you know, we had done shows at that festival. And so it just seemed, you know, like we're just going to keep doing that on the East Coast. And Gene, um, I start just started playing with for shows, you know, just sort of like I was explaining before about shows that are uh, not financially viable to fly in Chad for. So that's what I, so I got my West Coast band and my East Coast band, and I love all of them. Uh, they all bring different different um, different things to the music, uh, but I love it all. So I feel so fortunate that I I'm able to play with such amazing musicians. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that is a real treat, and you know you mentioned on a little bit, which is is a little tricky to talk about in a sentence uh, without 
just evolving into a who's on first routine of uh, yeah, my la- <laughs> on on and on on right <laughs> on and on and on. So uh, I don't know if you foresee foresaw that when you were titling the album, but I'm just realizing. I, yeah, right but now. I didn't care because it was just uh, it was the, the right name for the album. So. Yeah. <laughs> People will get over it. They'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? They'll get on it. Yeah. Um, They'll get on it, right? <laughs> yeah, the sonic approach for, for the new one is is somewhat similar to On, but um, and there's some instrumentals again on Anomalia, but there's also, I would say, like more cohesive songwriting at play here, in addition to all of the, the muso moments that you've got going on. Is that uh was that intentional to make this a little more of a songwriting album? Not really. It's just the material that ended up on this album was, uh, you know, I've been saying I feel like it's my strongest work yet. I feel that the songs are, like you said, more cohesive and they're just just stronger. Uh, So which is, you know, I'm happy that that's sort of where um, uh, my where I'm evolving into, you know, that my my style and my concept is just getting more clear and stronger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see if the next album follows through with that. <laughs> but anyway, but I, I do have a lot. Actually, I have a whole other CDs worth of material, uh, you know, ready to be recorded. Mm. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> And you like bringing in, uh, you know, guest vocalists. You did that on the last album and and certainly on this one as well. But, you know, some of my favorite songs are just the ones that are featuring your vocals. So um, I'm, I'm curious what uh, inspires you to bring in a certain person, whether it's, you know, female or male. Yeah. The, I have, my singing really is, is more of a recent thing. Um, you know, I started out as a player and I had been singing backups in, in various bands, but the singing lead is was more of a recent thing. I think I, uh, three, there's a couple of songs that I sing lead on. and um, But I don't really call myself like a, like a singer. I call myself a guitar player that sings. Right. And um, so I like having like a really strong singer with me. Um, for at least for like the songs that I'm singing lead for the backgrounds and then some other songs that are uh, I, f- I find that my voice doesn't really uh, I mean even though I write it and that's what I hear I, I kind of feel like another voice would would uh, would uh, sing it better than me uh, you know as, a, as just different way to say it and um, so I uh, I like having well certainly Corey Glover on on you know I've been a big fan of his for years you know I love Living Color and um, I was so excited that I was able to get him on that and and then with Randy and, and Chanda uh, you know Randy has toured with us and he you know he plays with us and sings with us and um, I really like the blend of our voices and particularly on the song Dissembler, I, I wanted a really sort of uh, wrong, uh, strong, raunchy kind of almost angry kind of kind of voice, and I I couldn't do it. I just I tried, and I, it didn't just sound right to me. So um, so I asked Randy to do that, and then a- Alien Refugee we have sung as a duet um, on, in shows in the past. And uh, then Chanda is also, I know her from the, this Austrian um, summer workshop festival that 
that I do every year. And um, and she's she has sung with us in the past at various shows, and I just love her voice. So she's just really a wonderful singer. So um, she's actually on another song that we recorded that didn't make it on this album, but it's going to be on on something else. And cool. So, but I mean, those songs, like when we're out, when we're out on tour or whatever, I'll sing those songs, and you know, hopefully Randy will be with us, and you know, he can still sing Dissembler. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, yeah, those those lyrics on Dissembler are they aimed at a specific person? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I mean, yeah, it might be aimed at a specific person, but it actually yes, there's a lot of people that would fit that description so now so uh, unfortunately yeah 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 for people who haven't heard that yet it's uh it's shall shall we say biting lyrics yeah that's one of my favorite songs on the album actually just musically Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah dunman vernon is featured on there too right really really fun cool solo on there he's got that raging solo exactly now it's so it's interesting you've already got Alex in the band um, to hit more of that sort of metal thing, but right. but you still chose to bring in Vernon Reed for it. Well, I wanted uh, I wanted a special guest, like a really special, very special guest on the album. And uh, Vernon had uh, played some shows with us actually at the Iridium in New York City, mm-hmm. and which was really fun. Alex and Vernon and me, yeah, like. World and there's a there's a song a train man on on mm-hmm. and where Alex and I trade and so we did the three way trade with Vernon, which was like the most fun I'd have to say some of the most fun I've ever had on stage, <laughs> and I mean I was like you know so honored to be up there playing with those guys you know, um, so yeah so when I when I decided that I wanted to have a, a you know a very special guest on the album. He seemed like the right choice since he'd already played with us and everything. And um, and I asked him, and he said, "Sure." Hmm. You know. Yeah, fantastic. Um, hmm. Talking about lyrics, are the lyrics on "Lessons Learned" is that something that uh, you might say to like a younger Jane Getter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that definitely comes from some personal experience, and I think that it it can i think that many people can relate to that you know just like you know you might not be able to you know you might not be great at everything so and that's okay i mean it's no way that you can be great at everything and just but you are great at some stuff and just always remember that mm-hmm. kind of thing right yeah um and it's interesting on that song i think that's the one that you decided to uh end the song by resolving into a major key all of a sudden on lessons learned yeah yeah it was just interesting at, at the very end there's just sort of this shift that felt more like an uplifting kind of thing oh oh okay great yeah. right yeah yeah I, just, I mean it wasn't that wasn't a sort of an, an intellectual thing it just was a musical thing that that just felt like that's where where i mean it's nice to think that yeah so there's a you know light at the end of the tunnel or whatever you know relating it to the lyrics but i i didn't think of it like that so. right right <laughs> um and I, I like the way that uh you know one of your styles seems to be arpeggiating these really interesting chord changes that forms the basis of the progressions of the song mm. yeah. yeah 
is that a technique that you picked up from somewhere in your jazz uh, era? Not really. I just, um, all, those, all the songs that I write, uh, I mean, I think all of them all start with a seed of some kind of uh, guitar, like when I'm messing around with my guitar and I come up with some, some interesting voicings or riffs or something like that, just from messing around. And then they, when I come up with a cool voicing and I arpeggiate it and, and it just sounds like, yeah, that's, that's the way it should be, you know, mm-hmm. or sometimes it'll be strummed. Like, um, you know, in Decembler, there's those chords are just, they're, they're not arpeggiated. They're just, dun, dun, you know, they're, they're played fully. Um, they're not arpeggiated. But so, so some of them, some of them uh, work for like an arpeggiated thing and some of them don't. Right. Right. Gotcha. And then you close the album with this nice, you know, almost unexpected uh, solo guitar instrumental safe house. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a different side of you that you just decided to to show uh, briefly on this album? Or is it something you wrote specifically for the album? I wrote it specifically for the album. I wanted to do a, um, a solo acoustic guitar piece. You know, I don't know why. I just felt like I just, you know, just wanted to do it. So, mm. uh, you know, because I, I write also for, um, you know, I'm a songwriter, but I also am a composer where I write write out a lot of, uh, you know, different ensemble stuff for different ensembles and, and things. And I, I kind of felt like I wanted to have something really written all the way through, you know. Um, I mean, there is like a little section in there that's improvised in the song, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is completely written right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned being a fan of Porcupine Tree and that, that being an influence. And of course, your husband, Adam, has played with Stephen Wilson throughout his solo career. Uh, oh. Are there other ways that your career has intersected with Stevens? My career? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, uh, although I did meet um, the K-Scope people who put out On through Stevens' manager. And um, so I guess in that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so. And... Um, and also, he he recommended uh, the label that um, that Anomalia is on. He recommended that to us. Okay, and then the uh, the album cover also, right by Lassa. Oh, Lassa, right. right? Yep, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have met all those people if Adam hadn't been playing with Stephen. So, it's um, it, you know, being the wife of the keyboard player that plays with Stephen, you know, kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, is there um is there any story behind the uh the wonderful cover design that that he came up with? Uh the only thing was that uh let's see. Oh yeah. He you know, he also did the cover for uh on and for 3. Mm. Oh, okay. And those those uh those shots were I picked out of stuff that he had done already. Those were already in his library, and I just I really loved those photos, and he, um, you know, so so we agreed he let me use them and stuff. And this one, I can't remember where. There's something he showed me something, and I I said, well, I actually um, I'm thinking something more feminine than that. Um, I can't remember what it was. 
uh, right now. But anyway, so he actually, and with the name of the album, and I, you know, I, he listened to the songs and everything, and he he did this whole shoot hmm. for this, yeah. and uh, which was amazing. And you know, the the CD, the insides got all other prints from that same shoot, other weird anomaly fruit things, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I just, I'm in love with the cover. I think it's so perfect, and it's such a. The colors are amazing, and it's just yeah. perfect for the album. Yeah, it really captures the album well. Um, I would say too. How was the aspect? I think you crowdfunded this album, right? How did that go for you? Yeah, it was it was hard. It was a lot of time. It was very time consuming, but I, I managed to get enough money to do this, and. You know, while I was in the middle of doing it, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do this again, you know, because it's just a lot of time. But when it was all done and I and I got the money and uh, I was able to, you know, start putting the, the recording together, I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't so bad, you know. <laughs> and um, and it took, a, it took a little while to actually, you know, uh, get the album out and... But uh, my uh, all of my backers, I think, are pretty happy. They finally got the album, you know. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> and they're, going... they're psyched to be involved, and they, you know, they they witnessed the whole process, and you know, um, just from beginning to the end. And I think that that was uh, a really interesting thing for these backers, right. that, um, to kind of be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll go that route again in the future? Or you're not sure yet. I will if I if I can't uh, get an advance um, for the next album. I probably will mm-hmm. because you know I do have material that needs to get recorded and stuff. Yeah. Or if I can find an individual backer, um, that's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Who does the engineering and production on the album? The uh, the West Coast. Uh, recording session was done by Junichi Mirakawa, and he's also the mixer, mixing engineer. So mm-hmm. he did the the live sessions and he did the mixing, and um, and then the uh, East Coast. There was one day we recorded one day in LA in um, the fall of 2019, and then excuse me, one day in New York at uh, Stag. Well, the one in L.A. was at Stag Street Studios in Van Nuys, California. And the one in New York was at Spin Recording Studios in Long Island City. And that was with Anthony Ruotolo, who also, he's the engineer for uh, my last, like, last three albums, I think, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. No. He did, um, I think he was assistant on CJ and Run, and he was the main engineer on three and on. Um, yeah, or he was assistant on Jane. Um, I, I, I'm not remembering uh, exactly, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, June, Junichi, June, he did the mixing. Yeah, it's such a beautiful mix. Just... Yeah, he did an amazing job. I was so psyched. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely, I hope to be working with him again. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned um, your husband, of course, Adam, but it uh, looks like you're your son also is a musician and, and you've got a real musical family all together. I saw one thing of, of all three of you playing that. That was really cool. Yeah, my son, he's a really, really great drummer, actually. He's uh, he's like and he plays in a band that tours called Broken Love. And uh, they're they're like a, a rock, I would say, alternative 
classic rock or something like that. Mm. Alternative progressive classic rock. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, so they've got a bunch of um, videos and all that kind of stuff. And they've got music out there, you know, on Spotify and um, they have an album release. How did he land on drums, given, you know, the different influences of you guys? Well, he, like like a lot of kids uh, at two years old, they like to hit things with sticks. <laughs> so he did that, and he basically never stopped. <laughs> I mean, he, he was doing that, and we got him this uh, toy drum set from uh, Toys R Us. And we, we had it set up in the living room, and we would... <laughs> We would put on um, this Brecker Brothers uh, uh, video where uh, Dennis Chambers counts off oh, the sticks. One, two, one, two, three, four. And so Russell copied that, and he would do it with Dennis, and then he would just kind of like go nuts, you know. <laughs> so in, um, in Jane, there's a photo of him playing, I think it was like five, maybe, five or six. There's a photo of him playing his, toy, his Toys R Us drum set. There. And yeah, he never, he just stuck with it. I mean, he, he it was just a natural thing for him. And we, we didn't like push him into it or we supported it if he wanted to do it or we didn't discourage it if he wanted to do it. It just, just sort of happened. Yeah, well, it certainly is, has run in the family and uh, must must be really cool to, uh, I, I mean, just are there any dynamics you could just share with us, even just, um, you know, with you and Adam, it's so unusual to have two uh, very active, uh, gifted recording artists, you know, being, being a couple. So what is, uh, what is like the daily um, vibe there in, in the house? You mentioned to me, I think before the interview started, that you both have your, uh, your own studios there in your house. Yeah. Well, it's, see, uh, during the pandemic, it's a different thing than in you know, regular times. But during the pandemic, is like we just all... You know, we kind of pass each other in the wind. Um, during the day, we're all working in our studios, or you know, teaching or recording or whatever. And then, but then we have a nice dinner together every night, mm. and which is something that I've really enjoyed um, about the pandemic, because that we, you know, we have family dinners every night. Because Russell is home too now; he's not out touring either. So, and he's not home very much normally. I mean, he still lives home, but he's he's touring a lot, so he hasn't. You know, he doesn't have his own place yet, although he's, he's, he's planning on in, in the fall. We'll see. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for that. And then, um, you know, like before the pandemic, you know, Adam was out with Stephen a lot. And, you know, and then I would be out on, on various tours or whatever. And, and it would be, you know, when we're home, it's kind of the same thing that I, I just described. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if like, you know, most couples have their kind of thing of arguments they might get in. And I didn't know if yours was, you know, more musically related, like, oh, whether it's a, that should have been A or an A flat there on, on that. Oh you're, oh, you're asking about that. I thought you meant sort of like the daily schedule. Yeah, no, we, but both. We, I'm just curious uh, how, how they, how those intertwine uh, in a, such a musical household. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's, it happened. It so happens that he and I have a lot of similar tastes in music, and we agree a lot on certain things in music. And also, we have a lot of we have similar tastes in movies and and um, uh, you know TV shows or whatever. But it's not all you know. We don't always agree on everything. And uh, you know, in my project, 
you know, I have the final say. And in his project, he has the final say. So, you know, he can recommend it. He's my, he's co-produced all of my albums with me. So he, he does have um, a part in the arrangements and stuff. But if I don't like what he's suggesting or his ideas, then it just doesn't happen. You know, I have I have the final say. And the same thing in his band. And even though, you know, we, we can be kind of headstrong and like, I know I'm right, you know, but it doesn't matter because, yeah, but this is my band. <laughs> so, um, so we're able to we're able to work together because of our I think of our, our similar tastes in music, really. And it just just makes it, uh, you know, we're more agreeable. We're agree- mostly agreeable with our different ideas and stuff. Yeah, wonderful. So. Well, let's play, um, let, let's close our time together by playing a, a track from the album. And um, really, I leave it up to you what you'd like to share with the listeners and maybe you could set it up ahead of time. Well, do you want to play the single that's out? You want to play the single, Lessons Learned? Yeah, yeah, sure. That that's a fantastic track. So that's uh, with Chad and Stu mm-hmm. and me and Adam, and that's it. That's all all the people that are on there, and it's the um, you know we were talking about the lyrics before, and and there's a uh, there's a little like metal type section in the middle, and one of my fans calls it the Opus section. <laughs> Um, which I, that, which was the first time I heard that. And um, yeah, so that's, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, Jane, thanks so much for uh, talking with us and, and giving an overview of the album and really hope that you get to tour this uh, maybe next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to uh, put feelers out about that and I really want to in one shape or form or something. I really, really, you know, it has to, I have to go, I have to tour this album for sure. So it'll happen in, in some way or another. Yeah. So. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for that awesome review that you wrote of it, by the way, Scott. Yeah. Uh, that was really fantastic. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So. Well, it's totally brilliant album. So I, I hope it gets to all the right ears. Oh, I appreciate it. And there, spread the word, everybody. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Let's get the word out there, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got time to listen right now, so let's do it. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Scott. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Jane Getter for talking with us today. We hope you enjoyed the interview. And for more interviews, news, and album reviews, please subscribe to Sonic Perspectives on our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're going to close now with the Lessons Learned song uh, that Jane set up for us. Enjoy. Enjoy.